Welcome back to Officially Unofficial. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American Johnny Junson. We're here with a special guest, man. He is a former Missouri Tiger and 2019 New York Yankees first round draft pick. Is that good? It is left-handed pitcher TJ Sikama. What is up, TJ? <laughs> Not much. Thanks for having me. And I'll be honest with you. Like I said, we pre-recorded this and I automatically right off the bat screwed up and said your last name wrong. I was going to say it wrong. So just to clarify, did I say it correctly on that one? Yeah, it's it's Sikama. Um, don't don't worry, you uh, you will not be the only one that'll mess it up. And when you got drafted by the Yankees, did they mispronounce on MLB Network your last name? I feel like they had to. It's just it's uh, a given. Actually, no. So Nick Swisher was the guy who went up there, and he he must have gotten a, a little tip there before he, before he went up, and and he got it right the first time. It sounded pretty good. That's legendary because, like I said, I mean, I told you before this. I'm I went to school in Nebraska. Nick Swisher is big there. He's a he's a big Nebraska yeah. guy. I'm pretty sure. So I feel like he just automatically just knew that was your last name. Maybe he grew up with a couple guys with that last name. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know about that, but I he he definitely he definitely got it right. So that was a good. And being from Iowa, like uh, you're an Iowa boy, farm boy. Would you classify yourself as as the kids would say, country strong, like a guy that's just automatically strong and yoked? Um, no, I would not classify myself as that. I see. I never actually grew up on a farm or lived on a farm. I've had a lot of buddies that are definitely country strong, but I'm not the guy who was just uh, kind of raised up to be the farm boy and, and walking around with hay bales all the time. So I didn't get the natural country strong. <laughs> and what do you think is the a common misconception that people get about the state of Iowa? And I'll just say it first, being from Canada, when we think about Iowa, all we think of in our mind is like feel the dreams. There's no houses. That's the mis- That's the conception conception that I got before I went to school in Nebraska about Iowa. Yeah, I mean, pretty much everyone's just like, oh, is there anything other than corn there? Like that's all that anyone ever says. They're just like, oh yeah, do you like even live in a house or do you just live in the cornfield? Like, <laughs> so yeah. Would you say that? Iowa is one of those low key states that is has a lot of city to it that not many people really know because when I drove through Iowa to get to school I was like man this place actually isn't that bad I mean you got a couple nice venues you got um you got a nice casino we went to we we uh, drove past the casino there cuz it's legal to gamble in Iowa and I was like man Iowa is like I got a total misconception about this state this state is not trash like this is not that bad of a state yeah, no, I mean, like we, we, well, definitely compared to Nebraska, we have a couple more big towns, big cities. Um, and I mean, I don't know, I, it is a, it's, it's, it's a little more developed than most people, I guess, would give us credit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And when you're in high school there, being a guy that was an, uh, a good prospect like you, man, I mean, you went to Missouri SEC, is that good? So how easy was high school? athletics for you man i mean because based on the fact of that you went to an sec school you must have just been carving kids asses up in high school just easy money um i mean i don't know when i was younger it wasn't it wasn't as easy but i got older and it definitely uh was was a lot different than when i got to the sec i can i can say that for sure the game's a lot faster obviously and uh, just looking back at it now like Dude, my slider was the slowest, worst thing I have ever seen in high school. It was just, but it worked. And it, like, I thought it was so good. And then I got to college and it was just like, boom, 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 just <laughs> knocked around. I'm like, all right, we got to make some changes here. 
<laughs> do you have any like funny just outlandish stats about you and your high school career like just let's say you went nine innings 22 strikeouts or some something along those lines just insane stat line um i don't know i mean my like my junior year of high school i had like a point three two era like the entire year so that was pretty i gave up like one run i think the entire year so that was probably <laughs> <laughs> And I, if I was you, first game of the year too. I was ah. so so. You gave up a run in the first game of the year. That's the only time you gave up a run for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that because we lost the first game of the year one to nothing, and that was my only loss for the year. And then that was like the only run I gave up. I might have given up another one, but it was like point three two. I guarantee you, man, that kid that got the RBI on you is probably going to be telling his grandkids about that one time when I was a boy and I well, I got an RBI single off of the Yankees first round draft pick. Do you think do you think like that ball is maybe kept in a safe somewhere that he's going to auction off once you make it to the show? I I don't know. I bet you there's a couple balls somewhere somewhere in the state of Iowa that are that are sitting in a box somewhere waiting with my name on it. <laughs> Did you also swing it in high school? I feel like you had to swing it because you being a guy as tall as big as you, you had to have just all mashed balls in the cornfields when you were a kid. <laughs> See, I did swing it, but I did not mash balls. I was a contact guy. I would just poke it right over. I was lefty, so I just poke it right over the shortstop's head. I was fine with going the other way. That was that was my style. I wasn't a huge huge masher. I never hit a home run in high school. So there's something I have on you. So I can honestly tell people that I, as a guy that went to JUCO, have more home runs in high school than a Yankees first round draft pick. And then when my grandkids or kids ask, like they're gonna be like. Whoa, is this, is this kid in the show now? Yeah, he's playing for the Yankees. Right now, I had more home runs than that guy in high school. So there's, <laughs> there, there's a little one-up I have on you right there. So just, yeah. just remember that. I'll, I'll remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to Missouri. And before we get into Missouri, I wanted to talk about Iowa. How mad is the University of Iowa at you for not committing there? Or do they even oh, offer you? Dude, 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 dude. You don't understand. That conversation, when I called them, so I called the University of Missouri it was like, I remember it like, like detail for detail to this day. It was like, I just got done. I was taking a morning class in high school and I just got done. It was like nine o'clock and I got out to the truck and I sat in my truck and I was like, all right, I'm calling Missouri. So I told them and the recruiting coordinator, Carrick Jackson, who's now at uh, South Eastern, I think. Uh, he is, he, he was super excited. And then I have to call Iowa and be like, yo. <laughs> I'm not going to Iowa and I got that call or I got out of that call and it was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like why? Like it was, <laughs> it was one of the worst, like, Oh dude, they're so mad, but it, it, it worked out, I guess. <laughs> I guarantee you there's guys at Iowa right now that are just wishing you fail. They're just preying on your downfall, man. They're like, when they saw you get drafted first round by the Yankees, they their their drywall must have never been the same. They were probably <laughs> just punching holes in drywall. You're probably maybe you might be one of the most hated guys in Iowa. And just based on the fact that you didn't go there, you're not you're a homegrown guy. You went to Missouri, and I respect that. That's putting your balls on the table. What you did. That's that's yeah, you man. saying. You know what? I want to get out of Iowa. I want to go to the SEC. Ever heard of it? One of the best <laughs> conferences for all sports. How? What? I mean, what other offers did you have, man? Because to go to an SEC school like Missouri, you must have just had a ton of offers out of high school. 
Honestly, no. It was Missouri and it was Iowa. I mean, I didn't go to – I wasn't huge in the perfect game. I would play – Iowa has a perfect game spring league and a perfect game fall league because we play our high school baseball in the summer. So I would play perfect game spring and fall. But when I was out of baseball season, I was playing football on the weekends. So I wasn't traveling to Florida or Arizona to play in those tournaments that I was invited to. And in the spring, I was playing soccer. So, like, I, I, I played four sports in high school. I didn't have – like the time, let alone like the money to go spend and fly down to Florida and back to play for a weekend and, and get all the exposure. So like I went down to the University of Missouri for a Christmas camp, like just like a got a letter in the mail or and and just was like, yeah, dad, can we go? Like like I was like a little sophomore in high school, like, dad, can we go? And he's like, sure, whatever. So he spent a weekend, went down there and I mean, luckily they liked what they saw. And that was, that was really the only reason that anybody recruited me other than Iowa because no one really knew about me. Iowa was the only other one that knew about me before I went to that camp at Missouri. And I, I tell you, I sent videos and emails and everything to Arkansas, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, just like, beg, like, hey, can you give me a chance? Like, look at these, like can I come on a visit, blah, 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 and never heard anything back. And I would just love to ask one of those coaches at one of those schools, like in the SEC, like Coach O'Sullivan at Florida would be like, hey, man, like you were my dream school. You regret it, dude. <laughs> you were just – you must have just been when you were pitching uh, in the SEC, you must have just been on a hate tour. You oh, must have just been grinding through these schools, looking across the dugout, just staring these coaches down as you go three <laughs> innings no runs, and then you just sh- keep shoving going into the fourth, fifth, sixth, just <laughs> embarrassing these hitters. And you're probably looking over there, and I respect it, man, a little chip on your shoulder. I would be the cockiest dude of all time. If I was you, and I don't get recruited by any D1 school other than Missouri and Iowa, and I just carve every school's ass, man. So shout out to you for that, man. That's that's impressive as hell. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, it definitely it definitely helped. Gave me that little chip on the shoulder. Gave me Gave me something to work for in those early years. And let's talk about Let's talk about Missouri. Cause so you go to Missouri, right? Uh, being an Iowa guy, we'll say you're a small town Iowa guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. You go to SEC country, SEC schools. There's frats everywhere. There's above average looking females. There's just rocket blonde sorority girls, rocket blonde brunette girls. You're walking around the school. You're on the baseball team. You got a little. You got the Missouri Nike sweatshirt going on. You're just you're just wheeling. How sick was that for you to kind of go away from home? and be an SEC country, as the kids call it. What was that like? It was it was sweet. It was dope, to be honest. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was like nothing I ever imagined. I mean, like, you go down there, and, you, yeah, you frats, just so many people, like more people than I have ever seen, and, like, finally getting to be on my own, doing what I want. Like, Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on a football Saturday, let's go. That it was awesome, and yeah, just like getting the getting to use the facilities that Missouri had, and the SEC, like just getting to go around the SEC was it was sweet. I wanted to go into the off field stuff. This is an off field podcast. I mean, we'll talk about the on field stuff later on. What was it like for you? Let's just say party wise or around campus, being that big dog on campus, TJ, the number one pitcher in the SEC, will call you. Just walking around campus, the females want to be with you. The guys want to be you. What was that like for you off the field, like party wise? Anything? Were you just a big dog on campus? See, no, I wasn't. I wasn't because I wasn't the guy who was going to go out and make a bunch of friends and 
get crazy at parties. Now I'm not gonna lie to you, I I did get crazy at a few parties and, and <laughs> whatnot. But I was a dude who would sit at home with my roommates and slug a couple or more, uh, <laughs> a couple or more beers, and just like we would, we were notorious for like my junior year. We had this thing called Whiskey Wiener Wednesday. Uh oh. Oh my goodness! And we would drink whiskey from like the time we got out of practice to like two three in the morning and we would just watch music videos just blaring music videos and like watching movies and like that was my shit that was that was what i like to do so like i was like not the huge like uh everyone wants to be you and and, and everyone is like wants to party around you like I, I like to have a good time don't don't, <laughs> don't let me don't let me get away from that but i mean i wasn't the the crazy part of your like like I probably could have been. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely could have been, especially a guy that went to the Yankees. And seeing just the amount of uh, clout chaser girls all around the world, <laughs> I guess, they would have just been trying to hop onto the bandwagon of uh, TJ here. But when did were you recognized, though, around the school, man? Because like I said, I looked up at your stats here, and I believe you're, you're, the year you got drafted, you had one of the lowest ERAs in the whole SEC, which is which is scary hours. Like, RIP to the hitters, but were you were you known around campus as the the guy like the guy on the baseball team that's going to go first round? Um, I would say not really, but yes. Yeah. So we had a, we had another guy, Cameron Meisner. He was he was that dude. He was like the six five two ten straight muscle, all the tools, run fastest kid on the team, hits nukes like. He was the dude, so he was he was what everyone. And then I was kind of. It took me a while, like halfway through our junior year. Everyone, then everyone was like, "Oh shit!" Like, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> like, like this guy might do it too, because Mize was gonna be he was gonna be a first rounder, um, no matter what. Like he walked in on campus, like first rounder. This is the dude. And then I I kind of had to build my build my way up and work my way up and and finally get there, like. At the end of the Cape, I was told that I was going to go, like, rounds five through eight. At my, uh -oh. like, like, before I even started at my junior year fall, I was like, you're, you're, they were like, you're a fifth or eighth rounder, like, fifth through eighth. And I was like, well, that's kind of fucked up. I mean, I just got, like, done with the Cape. I had a really good year in the Cape, I thought. And, like, but, yeah, it took me, it took me a while to, to get that. But I, I did get it, I think, a little bit, probably halfway through the season, my, my junior year. It's crazy, dude. It's honestly crazy. If you, if you think about this, man, some of the scouts out there are straight dummies. Like I was reading this. I was reading this ranking chart. I saw Strom, Michael, Mar Marcus Stroman tweeted it. And Mike Trout was 88 on that list. And he was listed as a pitcher. Like how stupid do you have to be to think a guy that went first round out of high school is ranked 88th on this scouting chart as a pitcher? It's just idiot. It's so idiotic. And we had Ryan Jensen last year, who also went in the first round. Uh, he came. He was on the show a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you know him. He went to Fresno State, and he was projected to go 105th overall. He goes 27th overall. It's just these scout charts, like just don't pay any mind to them, man, because some of them <laughs> yeah. are just straight idiotic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it just and it, and it all depends with like the the MLB draft is weird too, because all you need is that one team, man. All you need is that one team that loves you and. The rest of them can just absolutely hate your guts and not want anything to do with you. But if that one team wants you, you'll go as soon as they can get you. And was that the Yankees for you? Because the Yankees, I mean, man, I'd be was was Steinbrenner just giving you a call, being like, "I need this guy first round." 
<laughs> no, I never got a call from Steinbrenner, but uh, yeah, I mean, they were there was there's probably two or three teams that were that were very very interested, and uh, the Yankees just were like the most consistent, and it came to be draft day, and they were like, all right, let's do this. You're the guy. So, <laughs> can you break some news here? Name the other two teams that were like. What were the other like? What were the teams like interested in you? Uh, the Braves and the uh, the Rays were the two. Damn. That, see, the thing is, the race, like, those are two both big farm systems. I'm not saying Dude. that because I have a lot of boys in those farm systems, but at least you went to a very, very good team with the New York Yankees. I wanted to go back to Missouri for a second. Uh, who's one team in Missouri that you just loved pitching against because maybe they were just a little bit more cocky, their fans were a little bit more arrogant, or just something like that? Oh, I mean, I... I... We were not very good friends at the University of Kentucky. Um, I would I would say that um, that was probably my most like fun to just flip off after we kicked their ass. Um, yeah, they were just yeah. We there's just we just didn't get along. <laughs> what was the story about like what made it what made the hate start brewing? Were they just like the cockiest team you ever played, or were they did they just? try to bat flip or what, what did they do against you specifically that made you hate the university of Kentucky? Yeah. So it all, it, so it started my freshman year and we had a guy, uh, Michael Plasmeyer. He went to the, he was a fourth rounder, went to the Rays. He's in their organization right now. Uh, well, he went to the Mariners and now he's with the Rays, but he was thrown on Saturdays. And this was when I was coming out of the bullpen. And I mean, uh, Tristan Pompey, I don't know if you've heard of that name. Yeah. He, he I, I grew up with him. I know him. Yeah, yeah. So he just dropped like the first pitch of the game, like first at bat of the game, just dropped an absolute nuke. <laughs> and like he comes around third base and like pops his chain. Oh, out, which I'm like, wait a minute. Comes up again the next at bat, drops another nuke, pops his oh. chain in the dugout. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Like I'm getting angry. I'm like a little freshman, like. Like, just like, oh, I'm big, tough, strong guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> and finally, I get to, I get in the game, and it's like the, it's like the ninth inning, and, and two outs, Pompey comes up, we're up, we're up three runs, Pompey comes up, I'm like, you know what? I'm doing it. So I put a fastball about rib, rib height, and in his back, and, and I stepped, step like off the mound right after the pitch and I pull my chain out. I pop my chain at him. And I mean, I've never been so ready to run away because he looked like he was going to come out there with that bat and absolutely beat the shit out of me. <laughs> but then uh, that was probably when it all started because then everyone, everyone knew it was on purpose once I popped the chain back at him. <laughs> that is the biggest flex. I honestly, like I said, you're just a guy with big balls. I mean, to, 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 I mean, to, to do that on a guy that hit two nukes and then you can you just embarrass him in the box and then and then little do the little chain, the chain wiggle is the most impressive thing I've ever heard. And what was was that pre-planned for you or was that like in the moment like uh, I got his ass. I'm going to I'm going to pop the chain here. I mean, no, that was I was after the second bomb. I was like and he popped the chain again. I was like, you know, if I get a chance and it's the right time, I'm doing it. But then I got my little, I got my little freshman, I got my little freshman ass uh, handed to me. The next Evan White came up in the next uh, 
Pompey's on first. Next batter up, Evan White hit a nuke. So now we're only winning by one. And now I gotta actually pitch again to get us to get us a win here, <laughs> dude. That Evan White guy, I remember like just him coming up through the system, like uh, uh, just him through college. That guy's a freak. Like he's mm-hmm. nasty, man. He's yeah, he was, he was really good. Who's like who's one of the best guys that you ever played in the SEC? Like a guy that just owned your ass. Um, a guy that owned my ass. Uh, Jonathan India was really good my first two years there. Um, I won't say, uh, he owned my ass because I got lucky a lot, but Austin Martin, who's at Vandy right now. Yeah. Yep. That dude. I mean, like he put barrels on barrels on my, on my pitches, but they were like, he lined out to like third base, like three times. I was like, (laughs) I was like, let's go. I'll take that. But he was, he's a really good player too. Yeah, dude, there's a lot of good guys in the SEC. And the thing that I just marveled about the SEC, being a guy from Canada, we don't have those kind of atmospheres, is the atmospheres of the sporting events there, man. I mean, the baseball games at Mizzou are probably just bananas. South Carolina are bananas. Alabama, everywhere is, everywhere is crazy there, man. What was it like for you at Missouri just to kind of pitch in those kind of atmospheres? And what's the craziest atmosphere that you ever pitched in? Oh, I mean, I don't know. Mike. My- probably the craziest atmosphere would be Florida my sophomore year. It was like they had a they had their football spring game uh that day and we had a game at night and like everyone just hammered comes after the spring game and it was like a it was like a big night game like I was pitching against Brady Singer. It was like, "Oh, let's go." Yeah. And it was like the craziest most people I've ever pitching it well second most people i've ever pitched in front of it was like it was crazy and then another one would probably be arkansas this last year there's no place like arkansas man i mean like it doesn't matter if it's a midweek if they're playing the worst team in the country those people come out and party for a baseball game dude it's like imagine think about this though imagine how easy it is to recruit people to go to like sec school or even arkansas like you just you just take a recruit to one game and it's game over like every school's out like it's just i'm going to arkansas right i mean yeah for sure the recruiting is i would love to i would love to go back to be in high school now when i got some notoriety and just like go to all the sec schools get recruited by all the sec schools that would be some of the coolest experiences ever Oh, for sure, man. And like, I, I wasn't good enough to get recruited, obviously, 186 average in JUCO. But I could just imagine how crazy those like those atmospheres are just get or just getting recruited by those kind of schools. And do you have any like funny stories of fans coming at you? Because SEC fans are ruthless, man. They don't give a shit. Like they'll say whatever. Like they're blackout drunk. They're from small town. <laughs> like small town Alabama, small town wherever, and they will say the most ruthless shit ever. What's the like the craziest shit that a fan's ever said to you? Um well it, it would be Arkansas, but we were we were <laughs> in BP and and they were just letting us have it because they're like at, they were they're there before we are. Like <laughs> it's it's incredible. Like they're there in the outfield like getting crazy during the during the home team VP and and we get there and they're just giving us mad shit out in the outfield. Like I think I think I threw a ball in and I almost like pegged the kid who was on bucket and they were just giving me so much shit and they were like the funniest shit ever though was like they're like you cuz I had like super long hair and they're like they're like 
you hippie, you <laughs> blah blah blah. I'm like, you're from Arkansas, man. <laughs> like, come on. But then, I mean, they they ended up being like really good people. I, they gave me a piece of pizza, which was huge. Love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was probably the craziest. I mean, Arkansas, that outfield atmosphere is is awesome. It's it's insane, and it, it just sucks. Like speaking about like the atmosphere at the football games for Mizzou, because a uh, Mizzou was never really that good when you were there, right? Were they were they like even? Uh, I mean, did Drew Locke went there, right? Or am I yeah. an idiot? Oh yeah, 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 no, Drew Locke is there. Um, okay, yeah, they were they were never like as good as they were. Like 2013, 2014, they were like super good. That was like a little bit before I was getting recruited, but. They were. They used to be really good. And then I got there. They were. They had. A, they had a couple tough years. I mean, and the football games are just different there. It's like people don't go in. Like they have the most extravagant tailgates you'll ever see. They got like four TVs and like seven tents with five space heaters, and it's like December, like twenty degrees outside. And they're like, Nah, we don't want to go into the game. We're just gonna sit here and watch it. It's. It's. Yeah. It's a different atmosphere, but it's cool. It is a different dog, and you even saying that just giving me chills, low key, man. Because I just miss college football. But I wanted to ask you, just be, just give us, give the listener here a day in the life of like, of TJ when you don't have baseball. It's college game day. the The football team's playing. Give us a little timeline on what's going on. What what what's a guy like you doing, or just what's an, what's a. a What's the tailgate like? Just give us the little timeline here. I mean, get get my juices going. Pump me up okay. for college football here. Okay, I got you. So so I had a roommate who was notorious for he had this big old speaker and it would be like seven AM on it on a Saturday. And all of a sudden you just hear this speaker playing Welcome to the Jungle and it was like Woo! time to go right now. Like you roll out of bed, walk to the fridge, and everyone gets a beer, and we're shotgun start right now. Let's go. So we start drinking 7 o'clock, and, I mean, like, get, get in the shower quick, get ready, get your, get your shades on because everyone, everyone had to have, to have the shades. You got to have your shades. And then you, you just go out and start tailgating 9 o'clock. We would go up by the uh, – um, Stankowski Field is the rec center, and and there was a we had a buddy who his dad have a huge tailgate. I'm talking like three tents, like a couple space heaters in there if it was cold. He had two grills going. He would have like he would have two coolers full of like brats and burgers, and and he'd have them like they would be labeled. They would be like brat with cheese is B C, and like brat with barbecue and cheese is B B C, and like they, like it was the most like set up you could be and we're just we'll sit there for a while we might eat lunch there and say it's a night game so you got to go check out the frats check out the sororities you know they're having having some some pretty crazy parties over there so you got to get to go walk down a greek 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 row or whatever um get there have a couple beers there and then and then come back to the uh to to the tailgate and and you would have tvs there so we would sit there keep drinking keep playing beers be or bags or cornhole or whatever there was. And you could watch the game on TV. Well, then about halftime, it was like, all right, it's a, uh, it's getting a little cold. It's not going well. It's time for the bars, baby. So yes. you go, you go, you go halftime, you go walk down to the bars, 
you go, we had a, it's called field house. We would always go upstairs and you have, they have TVs up there and you can watch from the balcony. The best, best night I might've ever had was when uh, Missouri almost beat Georgia, like my sophomore year, I think it was. They almost beat them. And that game, that place was nuts during that game. And then, you know, the game over and you just party until the football guys get out. <laughs> that dude. You have me ready to run through a fucking brick wall right now. I, dude, I, I am, I, I have chills. Like just the description that you gave there makes me want to just redo my life over and just spend whatever amount of money it costs for tuition to go to like a SEC school or Missouri. Like that, like that's what we live for here. We right. could talk, we could talk about the baseball all we want, but. It's the stuff, the off-field stuff like that, man. The experience you get as a student at an SEC school that you just you can't pay for, man. You mm-hmm. really can't pay for that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was definitely a good time. So, so what what are like um best Missouri football game that you ever went to that you stayed there for the whole game? Like like you got this, you got to see Tua or whatever like that. Who was the who's like the best team Ooh. that you've ever watched? I got to see Dak play Dak Prescott played um I got to see him Mississippi State was there that was actually my recruiting visit that was dope yeah um and I got to be on the field and I mean I remember Dak Prescott walking by and his like thigh was like bigger than my torso I was like holy (laughs) um yeah that was that was a pretty sweet game um let's see I went to a I never saw Alabama play at Missouri. I don't think they ever played at Missouri when I was there. But Georgia came like twice. And the first time I watched it in the bar, like I told you. But then last year was was a pretty crazy uh, game. I mean, we blew it. But that place, I mean, we were in the student section, just stood up the whole time going nuts. It was, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, Jake Fraud. They were playing Jake Fraud, the Georgia, uh, Georgia QB, as uh, as everyone calls him. Now he's yeah. like the now he's a second string QB for the Buffalo Bills. But Jake Fraud, I mean, that guy, that guy's something else. And and when you left Missouri to go to the draft, obviously you go first round. Did a little part of you kind of die inside? Like, did you tear up maybe just a little bit that you're like, man, I mean, this is it for me at at, at Missouri. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it hit me right when I got drafted, but definitely this fall, it was like, damn, I miss that shit. Like, like I would go back, like in an instant, like that was, it was, yeah. So there was definitely that moment, but it, it took a little longer than just the draft. Yeah, and you get drafted first round by the Yankees, like I stated a couple times. Whatever, had to mention it, it's a big deal. How cool was that for you, man, to go first round? To one of the like literally the most storied franchise in sports and in ba- obviously in baseball, but in sports as a whole, the New York Yankees, the pinstripes, everyone, all the legends played there, man. What, what, what was that like for you? I mean, it was it was awesome. I mean, there <laughs> there's no doubt about it. I mean, just getting drafted was like a, a pretty sweet in its own right. But I mean, to go to the Yankees, it was just it was it was kind of it was kind of interesting because, like, you got people who were like, dude, I hate the Yankees. But I'm like, you know what? Sucks for you. And then you yeah. got, like, these random people everywhere who are like, I'm a huge Yankees fan. And, like, that's the coolest part about it is, like, like you can meet people from anywhere and they can be Yankees fans. Like, they can be just, like, diehard Yankees fans. And it's like, you live in St. Louis. What about the Cardinals? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, that. like 
it's it's just it's sweet to be to be like even mentioned in the same sentence as an organization like the Yankees. And did 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 you throw a draft party on during because you knew you were gonna go first or second round? But did did you throw like a pretty massive draft party with your boys? Mm. <laughs> yeah, we had a good we had a good draft party. It wasn't the day of the draft because um, I'm not sure if I would have remembered the phone call if it was the day of the draft because yeah. the draft took. <laughs> Like the first round of the draft, I got drafted at like 11 p.m. Oh, and yeah. And it was like 38 picks in. I'm like, dude, you're going to get drafted past midnight if you're in the second round. <laughs> exactly, uh, dude. Yeah. So I had it the next day, and uh, then I had to fly out the morning after that party. So I think I got drafted on a Monday, and then my party was on a Tuesday. And then I had to fly out down to Tampa to go sign on a on a Wednesday. And that flight was a tough one. I might have got three hours of sleep that night. <laughs> Dude, that is legendary, man, because it's just the thing I respect about guys like yours, man, you kind of stay in the moment, you know, like you get drafted. Obviously, you're going to celebrate, man. Like it just uh, it's something that you kind of dream of growing up, like going first round in the MLB draft, man. And mm-hmm. you kind of you, you you got that and you lived in the moment there. I mean, you were obviously popping bottles, celebrating with the guys that you grew up with that have been there since day one, man. So yeah, for sure. And when you go to Tampa, who was greeting you there? Like, how much media was there? What was that like? So, really, there there wasn't a whole lot of media. Like, I was just, like, kind of, like, I got there on the plane. They had a clubby come pick me up and kind of just went to the field. And then, like, it was just – I remember, like, that first day, it was just, like, my eyes were so open to, like, there were so many dudes in there. And I'm, like, these guys are all, like, looking at me, like – Oh, this is the guy now. What the hell? <laughs> like, what? Are, who's this dude? Like, he looks like a little pud. Like, <laughs> like I couldn't imagine what they were thinking. But yeah, and I had like the super long hair, which is like frowned upon. Yep. In the Yankees organization. <laughs> so. Yeah, it is. So how how long did it take you to shit like to cut that stuff, man? Like, what was management saying? Like, you better get rid of this shit. Uh, no one, there wasn't, management didn't really say anything. I kind of got like a couple of like, a like from a couple of the older coaches there, they were like, Hey, uh, you know what you're going to have to do with the hair, right? Like they kind of just like subtly were like, yeah, like, you know, man, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of it. So I got to go, I got, I was there from like Wednesday to Friday and then I flew back home for the weekend. And when I got all my stuff, I went home and got a haircut. So. They were the like, they were like, we don't even recognize you, man. <laughs> I mean, it took me a second to like figure out who you were. So, it, yeah, that's on it. Like the the cutting of the hair thing's insane. Like, who is the coolest guy that you have met so far in the Yankees organization that you've crossed paths with? Like, let's just say, like a not a Rod or Stanton or CC, any of those guys. Who's the coolest guy you kind of cross paths with? Um, I mean, Tommy Kenley's. He's like a pretty nuts dude he's he's awesome um him and uh michael king i don't know he got he got a little bit of big league time last year um but he he was just he's a really good dude i got to play with him with uh, uh when he was on a rehab stint last year so getting to know him a little bit then i kind of got a little bit more of an in with the uh, with the with him in uh spring training but i mean those two canely is is nuts in the weight room for sure and uh, Kinger is, is is a good time too. Yeah, it, it, the the crazy thing is, man, it's like when everyone's at spring training, it just got like the minor league guys are crossing paths with some sweet guys. It's like oh, you're just yeah. 
you're walking past Giancarlo in the training room or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's, just, it, it, it's honestly insane. And the Yankees like spring training facility is one of the best in baseball, in my opinion. How like how insane is it to just walk into spring training and you see some of these other facilities like the Jays facility before was trash. And you walk into this Yankee facility that literally looks like it's from the future. Like, describe what that facility is like to someone that's never really been there before or never seen it. Yeah, I mean, the the way I would put it, I guess, would be it like it has everything you need in like minimal space. It's like you can get anything you need there, and you can find anything you need, and you're never gonna be like, yo, can we get this or can I need to do this and I can't. It's gonna be all there, and that's like the coolest thing because it's not like a it's not like a big, huge like building or anything, but like they have literally everything you could ever ask for in there. It's like like the cafeteria is is dope. I mean, the weight room <laughs> is sweet. We got we have this we have this thing called the gas station. Is where the pitchers go. We throw our bullpens and we do our plyo care stuff in there and everything. We just throw absolute gas in there. That's why it's called a gas station. Let's go. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 really it's awesome, dude. Dude, yeah, it's it, it just it, it's just a pristine organization, which is why it's so popular, man. They're worth so much money, so they can actually do these kind of things as compared to like a little bit of a lower on the totem pole organization like the Oakland Athletics, where maybe they they can't afford to be given luxuries like that to every single person like they're given to you in the minor leagues and all that kind of stuff. And I, I wanted to go into your minor league career. You started out last year. You didn't get that much time. I believe you only played 10 games or just made 10 appearances. Oh, uh, yeah, you're 10 you, innings. Made like four. Yeah, t- 10 innings. <laughs> 10 innings, and you had a .84 ERA, which is, I mean, it just, I'd even, like, it, it, it's insane. It's absurd. You had, you had a .84 ERA. So how, how easy was it for you to kind of make that transition? Or we're not going to say easy, but what was going well for you last year, man? Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was just pretty much just doing the same thing I did in college. I mean, the guys that I was pitching against were – either guys who were right out of college or high school guys that were probably a little further behind. So, I mean, I was playing in the short, short season league. I was playing in the New York Penn league. So, I mean, not to say that the guys weren't as good as college, but I mean, the lineups were just didn't really compare to college. Yeah. And just like the, the stadium that you played out last year, I wanted to go into that. It is arguably the nicest in minor league baseball. I mean, you got the beautiful New York skyline over the right field fence. You got the Budweiser sign in the outfield. It's just, it's a dream. I mean, it just looks amazing. I don't know if the field's actually nice, but the view, the stands, the location, everything about it is just insane, man. So what was your time like in Staten Island being pretty much in like New York, New York? Yeah, it was, it was weird. So like Staten Island isn't really like that the best place, the spot you want to be at. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the stadium was sweet. I mean, like you're right next to the ferry um, to get over to Manhattan. Uh, you got the skyline. Like you said, the field was really nice. It's just like, it's like we stayed a half hour away from the field because like it was that bad around the field. Like <laughs> there would be, there would be probably so many more people that would come to those games if it wasn't like, in the roughest part of Staten Island. <laughs> yeah, dude, um, yeah. Like it's such a cool place. And like, I mean, just being that close to the, to the ferry. I mean, even though we were a half hour away, 
just being that close to the ferry and being able to go over to Manhattan, like right after a game or like go to the city and just like have a few drinks after the games was, it was pretty sweet. Yeah. It, it is crazy. Just thinking about some of the cities that the minor league parks are in. Like there's a couple in California, Modesto, I believe we had Donnie Walton on the mm-hmm. podcast and he said like, you would sometimes hear gunshots during the game. Like it would be that insane. Some of the minor league cities that you visit and in the New York Penn league, I mean, you're not playing against that many crazy cities. I mean, you guys went to West Virginia, I believe, right? Oh yeah. I bought a truck there. You, you bought a truck while on the road in West Virginia. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Go over that. I need to hear that now. Well, it was getaway day, and we had, like, three hours before we had to stretch for BP or whatever. So we were like, there's a Wendy's down the street. Let's go walk to the Wendy's. Well, I was looking for a truck to buy because that was going to be, like, my one thing that I was going to do with my signing bonuses. I wanted a Ford Raptor. So I've been looking online or whatever. I've been looking all over the states trying to find, like, the cheapest Ford Raptor I want I could find. Getting the best deal or whatever, and we're walking – to this Wendy's and I'm like, oh, there's a Ford dealership right there. And I'm like, oh, there's a Raptor. And I'm like, maybe I'll look at it on the way on the way back. And um, so we go eat at Wendy's or whatever and we're walking back. I'm, I grab a couple guys. I'm like, yeah, let's go look at this truck real quick. And I'm like looking at it and guy comes out. He's like, hey, like, what are you looking at? Like, how do you like it? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I like it a lot. Like, can we test drive it? So we're it's like before a game. And it's me and two two buddies sitting in the back, and then the the car de- dealer, the salesman, sitting in the passenger seat, and we're driving, we're test driving a truck before the game. <laughs> and I I get out of the, we get we get done with the test drive and walk in, and and I sit down in front of the salesman, and two buddies are like standing up, and he and I'm like, all right, so uh, I want to buy the truck, and he's like, okay, like. How, how are we going to do this? I'm like, well, I got to talk to my parents just to make sure. But I'm almost positive that I can send you a check on Monday because it was a Friday. And <laughs> and he's like, all right. And, and like we shook hands and he's like, got his phone number. He's like, all right, we'll talk on Monday. And like, I guarantee you this guy had no doubt in his mind that I was never going to talk to him again. Like He was like, he was probably just like, no, this dude just like took me for a for a joy ride just because he was bored or something yeah. <laughs> and on monday i called him and bought the truck so that was that was sweet dude could you imagine like your manager like just saying to you like what's up boys like how did that uh how did that relax period go it's just yeah yo, tj actually bought a ford raptor <laughs> like just the most insane shit ever like people are going to wendy's they're just chilling in the room probably playing like Fortnite or cod yeah. and tj TJ actually decided to buy a almost a six figure truck. That, that's how his day went. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Wh- I mean, what what year was it? What color was it? I mean, that must have just been insane. What a rush! Yeah, it was a it's a brand new black uh, Ford Raptor. I mean, it's got it's got it doesn't have all the stuff. I didn't I I didn't didn't want a sunroof. I said that's unnecessary. I mean, I didn't I didn't need the extra lights yet. I mean, I'm sure I'll get there eventually, but. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's a, it's the dream cards that I've always wanted. So, I mean, it was pretty sweet. And speaking of the sunroof here, I have a funny, I have a hilarious story about myself, uh, in sunroofs, which is why I should not be allowed to buy sunroofs in vehicles ever again. It was, 
I think I was in grade 12. It was a week before graduation. I haven't told the story in the podcast. It was a week before graduation, and I'm just driving. I think we're driving for lunch. We're just going somewhere to eat. And I'm in, I'm in the car with like a couple of my buddies, and my buddy, I think, comes up with this brilliant idea. He's like, dude, you should drive with your head out of the sunroof and just continue to drive while you're like while your head is at the sunroof. So I'm like me being the idiot I am, like the clown. I'm like, you know what, dude? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I want to do. So I'm pulling out, pulling out past the lights, and I'm driving with my head out of the sunroof, like just. And everyone is just crying of laughter. Like, how is this idiot doing this? Like, this is insane. He's five eight, and I'm just driving, and I and my buddy's like, holy shit, dude, cops, take your head down. Instead of me taking my head down to look at the cops, I'm looking through the sunroof at the cops. And there's just four cops just chilling in this parking lot. And the cop says to me, he's like, pull the fuck over now. So I pull over and I'm getting just torched by four cops, like just embarrassed in front of everyone. Like everyone's out to lunch, like everyone's walking. And I am just sitting there just getting obliterated, just roasted by a cop. And turns out he gives me a ticket and listen to this ticket. $650 $650 fine, oh, six demerit points. And I'm like, shit, dude. So I call my mom. <laughs> she's pissed off before graduation. I say, you know what? We're going to take this to court because it was on private property, I believe. Smart lawyer brain here. So we go to court. I go to court, man. And the cop doesn't show up. So I just, there it is. I won. I, it's, not even, it's not even on my driving record. I am 1 0 against the cops. It's, just, it's a legendary, it's a legendary <laughs> argument. <laughs> it's a legendary argument. I want to know against the cops. So I just go. wanted to talk. I wanted to talk about that story. So if you do get a sunroof, just think about that. Just think about the the what, what's it called? The consequences if you drive with yeah. your head out of the sunroof. It, it's not the greatest idea. It's not the greatest idea of yeah. all time. And with the Ford Raptor, how how did how did they like? I mean, if if you bought it in West Virginia, how did you end up picking it up? Did they like send it to you, or did you have to go back there? No, actually, my parents came out to because my parents drove everywhere like from the sec like they were driving down to florida and they they were they actually came to see me in staten island and i got sent home like the day before they got there so they were just like in new york like planning to watch me and i wasn't even there so uh, so i was like uh it was like two weeks after i bought it and and everything and it was just i was like i told them like i'll fly out there and i'll pick it up at some time like we'll just have to figure it out and i was like you know what actually mom and dad how about you guys just like stop on the way back home (laughs) (laughs) so yeah my dad my my parents like stopped and my dad drove it the rest of the way home so i wasn't even the first one who got to drive it that's crazy and and your dad must have just been celebrating he's like holy shit i get to drive a ford raptor and I'd even put a dime into this thing. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just ripping it across the country. That's insane. Was was your dad kind of like like when you were gonna purchase that car? Because it's it's obviously a more expensive car than the rest. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Ford Raptor. Was your dad just like all in? Was he like, yeah, yeah, you're getting this? And then maybe your mom was kind of skeptical. Like, man, I don't know if we should spend that much on a car. <laughs> yeah, my dad was like, you know what? Just just do what you want. And then my mom was like. I think you can, I think you can treat yourself one time, blah, blah, blah. And then my dad got, got in it. And I remember him like just explaining to me how it, how it rode and everything and how it was on the way home. He's like, 
yeah, you made the right decision. <laughs> like this is this is pretty awesome, dude. That's the definition of big time. Like, I mean, if you once you can buy like a sweet car like that, man. Like, mm-hmm. if you're gonna do it, like, like I said, you signed for I believe it was one point nine. We never talk about another man's money on this podcast, but one point nine million you signed for. A little bit of a chunk of change here, and you just get to splurge it once, man. I mean, that's like that's what you should do. You've been working your ass off your whole life. Why not get a sick car? Like, why not, dude? Like, why yeah. not get a sick car? Yeah, for sure. And, and how how many miles are on it now? Like, did you do you just take it everywhere now? Oh, dude, I take it everywhere. Like, like me and my girlfriend will go door dashing, like just because we're not doing anything now. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm like, no, I don't want to drive the car that gets 35 miles to the gallon. We're taking the truck. Let's go. Yes, dude. <laughs> I got like kayaks in the back of my truck now. We just got done going going to hang out with some friends on the river, kayaking down the river, and I just take that thing everywhere. It's awesome. <laughs> so wait a second. You you just skipped the one part. You're doing DoorDash now. You're a DoorDash guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a DoorDasher, so Hey, this is your DoorDasher. <laughs> your food's here. Yeah, Dude, that's what's, what's the rating? What's the rating on DoorDash for TJ uh, here? I think we're I think we're like four point seven. We had a bad one. We had a bad rating because I think Popeyes took like forty five minutes. We're like sitting in the drive thru and it took like forty five minutes and we had to we were just we were so late. The, the person like grabbed the food and just like didn't even say a word, just turned around and closed the door. I'm like, dude, sorry, I can't really do anything, but <laughs> Dude, I can't wait to clip that. So you're telling me that the first rounder for the New York Yankees is a DoorDash driver now. That's the grind. I love it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to gotta keep making the money. You got to keep yourself occupied, you know. Could you imagine? Like, could you imagine just like an average Joe, like in Missouri, he orders something off of DoorDash, and he's looking at the name. He's like, TJ Sikama. Like, <laughs> the name sounds so familiar. And then this big body left-handed man missile just pulls up to the door and he has your DoorDash delivery and you search him on Google and he's a first round draft pick for the New York Yankees. Like yeah. that's the most, has, has anyone ever said anything to you? Like, dude, you should maybe be like an athlete or something. Like just like a hint at it. No, but dude, you should see like the faces. Like if we go to like a, like a really nice neighborhood and like we pull up in the Raptor, like into their driveway and and like I have a Raptor in their driveway, and like you should just see the faces when they like see my truck. They're like, "What? What are you doing?" <laughs> oh <laughs> my god, dude! The best way to spend your door dashing money, <laughs> dude. We I'm t- I we gotta go insta live sometime this week or next week of you doing a door dash delivery. Just give <laughs> us the little behind the scenes of a first round Yankee draft pick. Dewey Doordot. Dude, this story might break the internet. I don't think there's any other first rounder. Mo- like other first rounders are just lounging on a beach or just whatever. And we got TJ Sikama here just grinding the DoorDash delivery on the app. I love it. That's that's legendary shit, man. Yeah, dude. I mean, me, me and my girlfriend go probably two or three times a week. And I'm, I'm normally I'm the driver and she she's running running around. So it's a good deal. I mean split the money you know <laughs> that's incredible that's i mean if you think about it, that's just that's white claw cash in your pocket or just oh, or, i don't know about the way that's white claw cash in her pocket i'll take the bush light okay we're a bush light guy you're a bush light guy and this is my uh this is my second last question because i wanted to ask you about the yankees um who who's one guy that plays for the new york yankees that you're most excited to play with in the future 
Uh, hmm. I mean, Aaron Judge, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the he's the the guy. I mean, he's a he's a super cool dude. I mean, I haven't like had any long conversations with him, but like he's super nice dude around the around the facility. And I mean, like he just seems like a like a stand up guy. And then he's out there, and he's the judge. Like everyone loves him. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you want to play with that guy? So he's probably he's probably the one. He he like he's the king of New York. Like yeah. they say, six nine is the king of New York. No, Aaron <laughs> Judge is the king yeah. of New York. I mean, that guy. And I just it kind of probably sucks to be Aaron Judge because. He's so easily recognizable because he's so oh. tall and muscular. Like yeah. he just he probably can't go to like he he'll never be able to do DoorDash. He, he <laughs> probably couldn't. I mean, he probably couldn't go to a restaurant without just being swarmed by every single human being because he's you, you can't miss him, dude. Dude, yeah. Spring training, we went to we went out to the bars and he was he was there and like he has to like have a guy with him at all times and like people are like like yo yo Aaron like. Yo, dude, like, good luck this year. Like, yo, can I get a picture? And I was like, dude, that's just must like suck. He's just trying to like hang out with the, the guys and have a couple drinks and be at the club. And yeah, that would that would probably be tough. Oh, it would be. And, and, and hey, don't think that you're not going to get that soon, my man. I mean, you got a little point eight for you, right? That DoorDash job might have to take a quick hold. Yeah, it might. A, it might have to take a quick hold because a guy like you. You're gonna be something serious, man. I mean, you're already climbing up the Yankees prospect list. You've only pitched ten innings, so I mean, I mean, they just they must definitely see something in you. And I forgot to ask this about you with Missouri. So you go first round. Uh, there's a famous um, there's a famous guy that used to play there that many of you might know of. Ever heard of Max Scherzer? Yeah, he played at Missouri. Did he? Did you ever have any contact with him, or did he reach out to you after you went first round, saying, "Hey, man, congrats, bro." So actually, um, he was, I met him on my official visit to Missouri when I was like a junior in high school. Like that was, so that was pretty sweet. And then I only, uh, I only talked to him probably twice when I was at Missouri, when he would, he would come back or whatever. Um, but I haven't talked to him since then, but he, yeah, he, he came back every once in a while and he, he was a, he's, he's a good dude. Is he like an urban legend there? Like, is just people telling stories about just shit that he's done, like carving teams? Oh, my God, yeah. He's, yeah, he's a legend and, like, on and off the field. So I lived in the same house as him my sophomore year. Damn. And, like, the stories that we heard from, like, the landlord and, like, people around about what went down at that house was just legendary. Let's just let, let's go off of one story here. Let's end off the show with just one of the funniest stories you ever heard about him. It's just because you guys are the same land, same landlord, so it must have just been just electric. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, there was a story. There was a story about him, like just like they would. So we had this garage, and it was just packed full of like Missouri stuff, like posters and and everything. And I guess one night they were like, I don't know what they were doing, but it was way too late to be to be out in the middle of the street. And they were in the middle of the street, and they said he just would would have the craziest parties and the craziest nights. <laughs> but I I don't know I don't know if I have a specific story. It was just the legend of Max Scherzer. I mean, he came back, and I remember my official visit. He literally sat in front of us and said, "He's like team chemistry is huge, so you guys got a party together." Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. 
Dude, I mean, it's just guys like that that are just elite on and off the field. They're just guys you want your daughter to date. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I mean, I would just love my daughter to date a guy, like if I have a daughter, to just carve on the baseball field and then get after it after the game. Mm -hmm. Like, I just celebrate with the boys. That's electric, dude. That's electric. Yeah. And, well, I mean, well, that's it. I mean, there you have it, folks. I mean, this was one. This was maybe one of the funniest we've done in a while. I mean, it's it just a, a guy that's just a, he puts his balls on the table. It is New York Yankee first rounder in 2019, the number 16th prospect for the New York Yankees, and climbing 0.84 ERA in 2019. Is that good? You tell me. Former Missouri Tiger and now my boy, friend of the show, friend of the program, TJ Sikama. Man, I appreciate you doing this, bro. Yeah, appreciate you having me. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you. Thank you.